0: The last word on sport on today FM with
1: Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI, probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts. Be drink aware. Visit drinkaware.ie.
0: So we've loads of Gaelic football to talk about from the weekend, from the 4 quarterfinals in the All Ireland Senior Football Championship, which have left us. Looking at a potential Dublin Kerry final. No disrespect to Monaghan who are going to play against Dublin or to Derry who go in against Kerry. But Ray Silk, I will start with you before I get to Marco Shea as a neutral as a Galway man. Can you see it been anything other now than a Dublin Kerry final?
1: Um unfortunately not, Matt. I think it'll be good maybe if we, it was mixed up a little bit, but you know, the Kingpins the heavyweights usually do come to the top and uh, just there while I was waiting I was, I was looking back to some of the games we should have maybe seen this coming or the war, war examples of it Mayo beat Louth in round 3 around round 2 by a point and Kerry in round 3 in match beat them by 28 points and likewise Dublin destroyed Sligo by 24 points so I think Dublin and, and Kerry have been timing their run very well uh, their displays at the weekend were by far and above the best two and you know look if it is Kerry Uh, Dublin it'll be a game for the ages we would hope but it does make the rest of us kind of look back and wonder what can we do and just one an amazing thing, I was looking back to the, t- Mark was playing actually in the 2011 All-Ireland final, it was Dublin 112, 12, Kerry 111. 11, Stephen Cluxton, uh, Michael Fitzsimons and James McCarthy still playing, still going for non unprecedented nine in a row, so all those guys were good the last day, Dublin were just so impressive, Costello, Basquale, James McCarthy's an animal, like he's just unbelievable getting three points, Howard and the one moment when I said wow these guys mean business was Brian Fenton when Jeremy O'Connell came in, in quite a, a late an unfair tackle on uh, Cormac Costello, Brian Fenton went off the head and he wanted to go attacking Killian O'Connor and when that drive is there, when that aggression is there, it's hard, it's very very difficult to look past uh, Dublin particularly against Monaghan, I think Kerry, Derry will be slightly um, a more strategic game and Derry will be trying to keep behind the ball but that said, and I suppose we should go to Kerry Mal after this, Kerry also seems to be coming into a great vein of form at the right time
0: I'll get to Kerry in a second, Mark, but I want to ask you about what you thought of Dublin Mayo yesterday because at half time it looked so even. Mayo had dealt with everything so well. We were so looking forward to a continuation of a thrilling first half in the second half, a compensation for having to sit through Cork and Derry beforehand. And suddenly, within five, six minutes of the start of the second half, it was over. There was no way back for Mayo, was there?
2: Yeah, it was like it was very strange the way it happened because, as you said, it was really a competitive game in the first half. Uh, Mayo were really getting to grips with the kickouts, especially the long kickouts. They got great joy from it. Um, there was one kickout in particular when straight down the middle, Aiden O'Shea got it. It was a kick pass straight into the full forward line and over the bar. So, and you know, with that, then I found it strange that Aiden O'Shea was got the curly finger and was taken off. You know, because I thought, like, from a from a kickout point of view if you wanted those physical players the big players uh, around the middle you needed a fella like Aidan O'Shea because when Dublin put the squeeze on a team it's mm-hmm. very hard to to, to to stop that and from from um, Colum Reap's point of view you know if you're looking out and you don't have the big guys out there and if the short kickouts aren't done well, then it's, it's a hard one to, to, cause, you know, especially for a fellow who has such great ball winning ability like Aiden O'Shea. Um, so I felt that that was a, a poor move on behalf of Mayo. That said, look, as well as that. Two other factors. I think Mayo were probably drained. They were probably tired, um, having played those three games in a row, not having the break like Dublin had. But also, and the big thing from my point of view was Dublin with that bench. You had, you had a footballer of the year in Jack McCaffrey coming off the bench. You had a five time all star in Kieran Kilkenny coming off the bench. It's just like, I mean, it's, it's crazy to think of the talent that's there. And Ray mentioned it already. Like, I mean, Cluxton didn't put a foot wrong. He was outstanding. James McCaffrey. McCarthy. he's like, it's incredible the performance levels that he's giving in. In the first half, I actually thought, you know what, this fella looks a bit tired. He, he took a yellow card.
0: He got burned Con- on his own. Tony yeah. Conroy just went yeah, past him I, with a fantastic he, per- turn of face.
2: Oh, he did. And I, and I was questioning myself, you know, I said, is this fella really tired here? But by God, did he get a second wind? And I mean, the 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 just I, the, the likes of Cluxton, James McCarthy. Brian Fenton, these fellas set the tone. They said they, 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 they expect everything else from, from the other players, that the intensity levels and, and that just everyone is at the same pitch as they, as they are. And Ray is bang on, like you could see the body language, the likes of Brian Fenton. These fellas certainly mean business. And there was no way back then from Mayo. I, they, I, they had no answers.
0: Mark, just looking forward briefly, because I don't want to get too much into the future. I want to look at what happened over the weekend. But would it be a concern for Kerry that if you went... 15-15 to 15 against them in an All-Ireland final that you might feel that you'd break even there but by God, they have a lot more to bring in off the bench than Kerry have.
2: They do, and that that was always the case. And you know, when I started off my career, I was lucky enough that we had those players to come off the bench that that uh, were able to change the game. Um, as as I went on in my career, it, it was the the opposite. In particular, so you could say thirteen, thirteen, fifteen, sixteen. Those years, like it was, it was Dublin who had those players. Now they still have that, and and the last day Mannion started. And um, it was it was Kilkenny who came off the bench and it was a strange one to be honest. I thought Kilkenny would be starting. He's he's always number I like I you couldn't know, believe it about. when
0: I saw he wasn't starting.
2: Yeah, like it's 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 of of all the fellas. I mean, he, he's nearly number one on the team after Brian Fenton and, and James McCarthy. And it was a strange one, but it just goes to show like that nobody's bigger than the team. And you know, they, if you if you have these fellas to call on, I suppose from a Dublin point of view. They definitely have an advantage from that point of view in terms of, you know, they would have it over carry in terms of the bench. One area of concern possibly would be their full back line, where Mayo exposed them in the first half. And also, you could see there going down the stretch, Owen Merchant picked up a hamstring injury. So that that would be of huge concern, yeah. especially the way the games are only two weeks after each other, semi-final. Two weeks away, final. Two weeks away, so Dublin will have to make sure that he's right uh, f- for the for the semi final.
0: Ray games two weeks apart, but for some teams they were playing third week in a row. And how much of a disadvantage do you think was it, particularly to Mayo and indeed Tyrone in their performance against Kerry that they'd been playing last week when the provincial champions were resting and waiting.
1: Yeah, we've spoken before, Matt, the, 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 the carrot for being top of the group was you were going to get that extra week. And I think it's hugely important, particularly from an injury point of view. And I would just say Galway, Galway, boo-booed very badly against Armagh. Had they beaten Armagh or even drawn at Armagh, we would have got a week. And then who knows with Sean Kelly and Damien Comer, who knows? Like, you know, that, that, that's, in the, that's hypothetical stuff. But the bottom line is... It's of the same
0: with Mayo. Mayo, if Mayo had got yeah. that point at the end against Cork and instead of been, in, you know, if they'd won the group...
1: 100%, but I, I think... <clears throat> regardless of that I think Dublin and, and Kerry seem to be at a slightly different level at the moment and going back to those uh, preliminary quarterfinals and that, Cork fell over Common by a point in a real humding of a game Kild- Monaghan beat Kildare by a point 111-13 and Mayo barely beat Galway so now the loan is not the physical um, taking out of the body it's also the mental build up and then when you win you're delighted and you're in a quarterfinal where Jim Gavin oh, sorry, Desi, Desi Farrell apologies Desi Desi Farrell and Pat Gilroy and Jack O'Connor are at home plotting and planning. And just one thing, when you think of the training, can you imagine the training sessions now in Dublin and Kerry for the next two weeks? Like, there'll be skin and hair flying. It's particularly, you know, we said Kieran not starting, and yet Bulger did very well on, um, I think he was on picking up Paddy Hart, and Scully has been on the team. So, you know, he had a bit of an injury, but he was picked at 10, and then Jack McCaffrey. The best trainer you can have is when you're marking a guy who's probably better than you and he wants to be on the team as well because there's no holes bar then. And then when you go out into the game, you've nothing to worry about because the guy you're marking probably isn't as good as, as the fella that you've been marking at training. So I'm sure Mark, when he was marking uh, Column Cooper, week in, week out, or, or the star or whoever, he wasn't going to be that worried then the following week if he was going to mark a player from Muscommon or Galway or somewhere else. But one thing that we... Uh, it's a problem for G.A. and I have no solution. Kerry have won Doll ireland 38 times, Matt. And Dublin 30 times. Like, they are the kingpins. And uh, unless another team comes out of the woodwork like Tyrone did for a few years or Galway came good for a while or Meat or whatever, if, if the status quo exists, Kerry or Dublin will win All-Ireland. And at the moment, unfortunately, it looks like that will happen again. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just saying... No, but it's a very valid yeah.
0: point, Ray, and it's maybe one that we'll develop later on in the year because it does look as if any year it's Kerry, Dublin and one other that we might, who might be the strong one other who's come through, and everyone else is still playing for position. But Mark O'Shea, for the weekend, I mean, how surprised were you and indeed all of Kerry to see Tyrone be so meek?
2: Yeah, it was a game I was worried about coming into, I think there was question marks over all of the eight teams Coming into this weekend's quarterfinals. Um, and with the Kerry game, they, they just took off straight away. They were out of the blocks. Um, and like looking at the, I think the Kerry got the matchups bang on. Uh, Jason Foley picked up, uh, Darren McCurry. He put him in, in his pocket. Um, and it was like only for the two Canavans. Uh, in the first maybe, maybe three or four moments of brilliance from the two Canavans and, and what outstanding footballers they are. Only for, for those two, like Kerry were in complete control in the first half. And, and you know, we we were always talking about the needy area for Kerry in the middle of the field. Now, I still go along with that theory in the sense that Kerry are missing players, five midfielders that they had last year. Now, they have only three midfielders this year because Joe O'Connor has a cruciate, David Warren has retired and Stefan O'Cumber is injured. But what a performance Kerry's midfield put in and they set the tone. In particular, Diomedo O'Connor. He was outstanding. and do you know what even regardless of his goal and his few scores it was just the way he was dispossessing players two years ago Tyrone uh, scored three goals against Kerry. The amount of times they turned Kerry over in that game was frightening. Kerry out-tyroned Tyrone the last day. They just were in complete control. The turnovers that Kerry had set the tone in the match and, I mean, the individual brilliance of of David Clifford over by the sideline, I mean, it was worth the entrance fee alone. That was just
0: staggering what he did there to set up Sean O'Shea's goal. You've seen and played with lots of great carry forwards and just off the top of my head I'll take the likes of Mikey Shee, John Egan uh, Pat Spillane Morris Fitzgerald uh, in your own era the Gooch yeah. David Clifford, I suspect would have been would he have been first choice in any of those eras that I've mentioned?
2: <laughs> You're putting me in the spot there and all that, but like he he is, yeah. Look, I mean, he has everything in t- terms of physicality. He's a big man. I stood next to him the last year, and I was I was chatting to him, and he, just the size of him. He's six foot. Uh, Tree, I'd imagine, and and he's he's built accordingly. And when you're able to to have that every skill set that you need for an inside forward, he's able to. Do you know what they're able to do with him now? They're actually able to bring him out the field when you have that screen inside those defenders, and he's able to kick long range points even outside the forty five. We saw that against Laut. But I mean that that moment there, Matt, where he gets the ball, and he's thinking if he wins the ball. You've got Parry, you've got Hamsey and and McNamee, uh bearing down his neck to win the ball and probably end up uh, above the, the the top end of the Hogan Stand, or else just that he knows Tony Broston is behind him, and that ball no sooner has he ha- has it in his hand, it's gone over his right shoulder. It was an incredible uh, piece of geniusness, and yeah, look, he's he's up there, um, Matt. He, he obviously. I would imagine, wants to win a few more or learn the medals. Um, I suppose we mentioned the, with, the, with the likes of the Mikeys and the, the Gooches and these fellas and Pats Villans, but yeah, in terms of the greatest I've seen, yeah, I, I, would, I couldn't disagree with that.
0: Ray Silk, what about another great forward, Conor McManus? because Monaghan, he's doing it for so many years for Monaghan, but not just doing it, but kicking points and taking penalties, getting scores whenever Monaghan have needed them to get results. Just what a career do you think has he had and how fitting would it be if Monaghan somehow could get him to an All-Ireland final?
1: There's an old saying we use in Galway that form is temporary and, and class is permanent and McManus has been class now for years. I even remember Ed Murden when he was playing with Ireland and Australian rules but his first kick when he had just come on from the free it was a very very difficult kick. Really, you know, Sean O'Shea and, 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 and Dean Rock or C- Costa will be struggling with it a little bit and McCarthy just popped it over the bar. Like Monaghan would not have won had he not come on. He has been the go-to player and the cuteness that he has, and one thing, just come back to David Clifford for a second, I think his attitude as well, he's so... Uh, grounded and so laid back, like that moment reminded me of Lionel Messi or, or Diego Maradona or something like that. But he's afterwards he was just chatting away, and he said, i ah, sure if I didn't kick it over to him, I'd probably been thrown out of the sideline." And McManus also, when when we, when the, when Monaghan needed a point, they had to get a point. He took on, I think it was Roy Grugan. He went past him, and then what all great forwards do? He stepped in past Grugan, so he Grugan's feet kind of caught up on him, and it wasn't an easy score. But then. The two penalties were just, you know, they were just hard to believe how good pinged it top left and pinged it top right like he's class he's just he, he, he's fantastic 35 years of age it would be terrific to see him in uh, an All-Ireland final but if he's marking Jason Foley or if he's marking you know whoever you know uh, Tyg Ty Morley or <clears throat> that Thomas Sullivan is a fantastic player I just wonder about would he have the legs he's an impact player now but Conor Manus has to go back go into one of the all-time top forwards in the country
0: Mark, are penalties a fair way to settle an All-Ireland quarter final? Because now we've had two years in a row Armagh have lost in that way and they also lost in Ulster final. Is it fair to them?
2: Oh, it's not. I don't think so. It's cruel. It's cruel. It's cruel for Callum Komaske. I mean, you had five players from each team who were taking the penalties. Uh, by the way, the penalties were top class. Every one of them. And um, I'll
0: tell Mark, I'll just say, because a penalty is harder to score in Gaelic football than it is in soccer.
2: Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. And uh, you'd, you know, you would have the, the referees keeping an eye on the goalkeepers that they stay in their line and they don't, they don't stay in their line. They come off their line, which makes it that bit harder. But to go back to Ray's point there about McManus, he set the tone with the first penalty. He actually put it over the goalkeeper. You see the, go- you see the, the penalty takers and they take that they, you know, they think it's keep it low. It's harder for the goalkeeper to get down. I mean, it was a real risky penalty he took, and he put the first one on the top left, and then he put the second one on the top right. Just absolute geniusness. And I think with McManus, he you know, he could have thrown the ties out at the pram at the start of the year when, when he was dropped by Vinnie Corey. He didn't, and now he is that impact sub, you know, because I think, you know, he realizes that he's no spring chicken. And But I was, I was surprised with, look, Armagh have been very unlucky. I, and that's the word I use with them. Unlucky. They were unlucky in the quarter final last year against Galway. And they look where, where Galway went on to an All-Ireland final. They were unlucky. They wanted to win Ulster this year. They were so unlucky in the Ulster title losing in penalties. And you know, whatever it was in me when I saw it going to penalties, I said, this is my nan's. because maybe that, that's there in the back of your head. We've lost two penalty shootouts now. It's a bit like England and the soccer. And, and you were just w- w- wondering, is this going to be the same thing? You know, so. She's like, they're I'm going
0: to love you in Armagh comparing them to England and <laughs> soccer <laughs> infinity shootouts <laughs> <Yeah, tutors>. <laughs> <laughs> you could have chosen your analogy a little bit
2: <laughs> but you know what man? like I mean, on the other side of it I don't really have much um, pity for Armagh in the sense that if you look at the two teams and you look at say before the game, I had Armagh to win that game all day long because yeah. you look at the quality they have in the team. You, you look, you look at like, the defenders, Aidan Farker. I mean, the score he got at the start of the game, and you were thinking, right, you know what, Armagh at it. But it was the, the way they set up; they were as if it is nobody wanted to win the game, and like they, they dropped Conor Turbot for, they brought in McElroy, who was a, a defender, and you knew straight away that they were going to probably target the likes of Carlo Connell and Conor McCarthy. And in fairness, Carlo Connell was probably quite, but Conor McCarthy still had a huge influence. And, so from that point of view, I was disappointed with the way they set up. I have great time for Kieran McGuini as a manager. I think he's done a great job with Kildare and now Armagh. And as I said, they have been unlucky, but I was disappointed with their style of play. I felt they should have gone after it a bit more.
0: I tell you, we're out of time, but Mark, we were all very disappointed with your effort at Croke Park yesterday when you took a shot <laughs> that at was the was bar that I was heard, over the bar it was not you were the only one of all your fellow colleagues who didn't get it over the bar
2: no Matt you're going to have to go back and look at Hawkeye that was, that was over the bar <laughs> Hawkeye
0: wasn't working you <laughs> broke it deliberately did you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> getting too old man.
0: <laughs> in fairness you have enough All-Ireland medals that you don't have to be worried about taking a shot for the cameras yesterday I, or I'd only go
2: up the field i only go up the field Matt when the other fellas weren't doing the business but so i have to go up
0: <laughs> we leave it there I, I'm not going to get to the the boring football of the Cork-Derry match I've suffered enough with Cork getting beaten and that but anyway we leave that go Mark O'Shea thank you The Last
1: Word with Matt Cooper weekdays from 4.30 Today